0: Hello everybody, for those of you that don't know me, I'm Morgan Hildebrandt, I'm from Stafford, from west of here, but I've lived in Japan for the last four years now, Uh, and the last year of that I've been living in Tokyo, and so today I wanted to talk, some of you have heard me share in the past a little bit about how I got to Japan and a little bit about what I've been doing there. If you haven't, I'm going to have some Q&A time afterwards, so feel free to ask more about how I ended up the way I did, (laughs) but I wanted to share just a little bit about what's been happening the last year for some of you that have been following along. So uh, previously, the first three years I was in Japan, I was in rural Japan in the north, and then since last November, I have been living near the Tokyo area and serving there. So I wanted to share a little bit um, about what it's like to do ministry in the city And so I'm going to share that with you today. Catherine, can you take me to the next slide? So the population of Tokyo, Japan is 37,194,000. The population of Kansas is like 3 million, and I can't do math, but I think that's like 10, 12, 12 12 point something times the population of Kansas. You can just see a little bit part of it in the picture here. So uh, Japan or Tokyo is... Very urban. People are busy. People are doing their thing. It's just masses of people. Can you go to the next slide? So pretty typical, like street in Japan. It's a little bit dark with the PowerPoint, but you can just see the number of people this year, amount of people that are there. So um, moving there in this last year has has made me think a lot about what what does it mean to be a missionary? How do you? It's it's one thing to have A knowledge of Japan to say okay Japan is one of the largest unreached people groups in the world there are 130 million some Japanese people but only less than one of that is evangelical Christian so it's one thing to know the need but then to move to a city to look out over this and to say okay where do I start what do I do so I wanted to ask we've got kids in the room today and I want to see if they know the answer to this but what does a missionary do? Jesus other places. Yeah, that's, that's a good answer. Preach about Jesus. So what does that look like? So I move to Tokyo and I start living there. Do I just like open my door and be like, Jesus is the son of God. What does a missionary do? Like when you wake up in the morning, what do you think what do you think you'd do to be able to preach about the gospel and about Jesus? <coughs> Study the Bible? Study the Bible? That's a good answer. What do you think, Naomi? Learn your language. Learn the language? That's a really good answer. <laughs> what else do you have to do? Uh, start a church plant so you can reach them. Oh, start a church plant. Got lots of good answers. Pray. Pray? You guys have better answers than I do. I should have talked to you last year. <laughs> Eat. Eat? Yeah. So you're right. So, the first thing. Yeah, you have to study the Bible and you have to pray. You have to know what is, what is God doing and how can you be involved in that. Then you have to get to know people, right? Like It's one thing to have everybody on the street here. But I don't know any of these people's names. I don't know where they live. I don't know what their life is like. I don't have a chance to sit down and talk with them or to ask them, what do you think about God? What do you think about the Bible? So you have to get to know people. So today I'm going to share just for about 15 minutes about some of the things that I've done in the last here and some of the ways that God has given me chances to get to know people so that you can be praying along with me for these different people and then I'll leave a bunch of time for questions so if you want to hear more stories at the end we'll have more stories but if you want to go to the next slide so the first thing um, God gave me a cool opportunity when I first when I first moved to Tokyo I had about three months before I started Bible college. So right now I'm studying the Bible at a college in Japan and I live on campus. But the first three months I wasn't living on campus. So I started praying, okay, God, where do I live? And the church that I was was serving with, I wanted to be near the church, um, be in the neighborhood so I could be talking to people in the community. So I started looking for like a place that would let me rent for just three months and in Japan, they have a system. It's called a share house where like maybe like just a house and then you can rent a room or in some cases a bed in a room uh, for a certain period of time and you can share it with other people. So I found a share house that was near where my church was and they had um, like a girl's dorm. And so they said, you can, yeah, you can rent a bed here for like three months. And I said, okay, cool, because I want to get to know people. And I want to get to know people other than the church people. I want to get to know the church people too, but I want to get to know people in the community. So I moved into this share house, and these are some of the, the other people that lived there. <coughs> Not all of these lived in the same house, but the, the house next door was also a share house. So I got to know a lot of these people through just doing life with them. Um, I'd go to work at the church, and then I'd come home. And, and when I just moved in, people said, oh, what are, you know, what are you doing in Japan? Which is a great way to start saying, oh, I'm a crazy missionary. Do you know what that is? <laughs> so I had really good conversations and they say, oh, what are you trying to do now? I said, well, I'm trying to get into a Bible college. And they said, oh, what do you want to study? So I can say, well, I want to study the Bible, but I want how to learn how to better apply it in this culture and at the, the church that I'm working at here. And oh, if you're curious what I do, you can come to the church. It's just down the street here. So I had an opportunity to just get to know a lot of these people and I wanted to share in particular, in you can see me, I'm easy to find. The person the person to, to my right, his name no. is Yuito, and I wanted to share about him. So Yuito is a friend that I met through this share house. And he is he is Japanese, but he wanted to go spend a year in Australia to learn English. So he's very interested in other cultures and other things. And it just so happened that the church I was working with at the time had a another missionary who is from Australia. So I said, oh, you need to come meet this guy. He can help you get connected with people in Australia. So Yuito, he came to my church. It was the first time he'd ever been to a church service. First time he'd ever been in a church building. And the pastor was preaching on one of the 10 commandments. So then afterwards, um, a few weeks later, I was at my share house again. I was just visiting on a school break. And so Yuito was asking me, he said, Oh, like what are you learning recently at school? And so I was explaining some of the things. And I said, actually, the what the pastor preached about the other day, the Ten Commandments, I've been I've been learning about those. And he said, Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Like I've never heard somebody preach a message like that. And I heard like I've heard of the Ten Commandments, but I didn't know what they actually were. And I said, Oh, would you like to hear all of them? And he said, Yeah. So I, I read them. He goes, That's a really good list of rules. But he said, is there anybody that can actually keep them? And I said, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so I said, no, there's nobody that can. I can't. I certainly can't. The pastor can't. Nobody can. And so I had a chance to explain the gospel and explain why Jesus came. And Yuito, who is in his early 20s, I think he's 22, 23, he was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, I, I I've heard of Christianity, but I never knew, that's, oh, that's what you believe. Like, oh, that's really interesting. I'm going to have to think about that more. So it's been cool to see how God has provided just really natural conversations. And actually, I just, he's in Australia now, and I was just able to connect him with a Christian friend I have who lives in Australia. And so I'm hoping that they'll be able to follow up with him and keep up the relationship. So then through the share house, um, the, the owner of that share house is friends with the owner of a local cafe. And so I got connected with a local cafe, um, You can see the owner here in her apron. And the cafe does an event every spring where they do like an outdoor market. And they found out that I teach Pilates, that I teach exercise classes at this church. And they said, hey, if you want to come to our cafe event, you want to do just like a, a session, and you can pass out flyers for what you do at the church and just shared. None of them are believers. None of them have ever really been to the church, but they said, oh, this is cool. It's something in our community and we want you to be able to promote it. So I was able to go and be involved with that and through that meet a few other people. And I've been really amazed at the number of times. Here I am, I'm coming in like, okay, Japan is an unreached people group and like it's so lost and so dark and that's true. But I've been so humbled by what God is already doing there. I went into this cafe, and I met someone. It's the first time I'd ever met them. And they said, oh, we heard about you from our friend. We heard you're a missionary. And we wanted to tell you, we want you to teach us about the Bible. We're really curious what the Bible has to say. Would you, like, are, would you be willing to do that? <laughs> okay. Yeah, that'd be great. So God is already really at work in a lot of people's lives. And i have had a lot of opportunities to connect with them. This is the Pilates class that I teach at my church. This is the first floor of the church and this is a mix of church people and others, non-believers, that they've invited. So we usually do like 50 minutes of an exercise class and then at the end, while everybody's stretching and cooling off, I'll do like a 10-minute devotional Bible time in Japanese. Um, this lady with her back to us in the green shirt, her name is Michio and she's not a believer but she and her kids come to church quite regularly and come to a lot of events and I've had some really good conversations about faith with her recently and while she's still um, not a believer, she shared with me the other day, she said uh, she said I've been really grateful to come here and be able to ask questions and know that I'm that it's okay to wrestle with things here that I can say like I don't I'm not quite ready to believe yet but I want to learn more and I'm glad that That there's an environment here that i can do that in that i can ask more questions that i can understand what it is that the bible has to say Um, and just before i came back to kansas this time she'd heard i was coming back to the u.s and so she brought me some japanese snacks and she said here this is to give to your american friends and she put a card in the bag when i opened it up it was from her and her kids and she said i'm thankful to god for bringing you here and so it's been really cool to see. God working in her life and drawing her. So keep praying for her to grow an understanding of, of who God is and of what his message is. Cool. This is my church family. So these are the two primary ministries I'm involved with with church. My pastor's wife does an evangelistic parenting Bible study. So these are some of the moms that come. My pastor's wife is here in the front on the left. And then I'm involved with the Sunday school ministry for the kids. You can see some of our kids here. Probably 50, more than 50% of the kids that come to Sunday school every week are not from Christian families. Um, There is a, a missions school nearby the church. So it was started as a Christian school many years ago. Some teachers are still Christians, but it's more just a private school now. And they get, like, they get... It impacts their grades if they go to a Sunday service. So if they come to church and get a stamp in their little stamp book, then they get better grades. So we have a lot of families that bring their kids to Sunday school every week. And it's been really cool to see the kids asking good questions and learning. And then some of the parents will drop their kids off to Sunday school. And then they'll go sit in on the adult service while they wait to pick them up again. So it's been cool to see God working through that and bringing kids to himself. We can go to the next one these are my co-workers at the church so my pastor and his wife who have been excellent and very patient with me in training me Um, they have taught me a lot about ministry and about japan about japanese and how to share well in that culture and then over here on the far left is a fellow student of mine at bible college she and i intern at the same church and then on the far right our two students, they're seminary students at a different seminary that also serve at the church. So this is our staff team. And then in the very back, there's another white guy. He's a fellow OMF missionary, and he and his wife are getting ready to do a church plant with this church. So they're going to take some families from the church and start one um, in an area about 30 minutes away. So that's one of the things that I'm excited about working with this team, um, is getting to see how a Japanese church does church planting and how a pastor and his congregation go about planting in their area. The last thing I wanted to share about, somebody said one of the important things to do as a missionary is to know the Bible, to study the Bible for yourself. And so right now, on the weekends and on Wednesday nights, I'm doing ministry at my church and in that community. But Monday through Friday, I'm in class, um, studying with, as you can see, mostly, most of my fellow students are Japanese young people that have a heart for ministry a calling for ministry and so studying theology studying greek studying um, culture and missions and how we can better reach out um, how we can better support the church how we can better grow the church and plant churches here in japan so i study at tokyo christian university um, and it's been good to to learn not only about scripture but to see what God is already doing among the believers in Japan, and to see how I can partner with them in the future. I'm just going to share some prayer requests. Um, Please be praying for gospel opportunities with the friends God has given. I shared a few, and if you ask more questions, then I'll share more stories about more people that I've been able to connect with. Um, Please be praying for these people that, yeah, that just one conversation won't be the end, but that I'll be able to talk with them more and that they'll also be able to connect with the church, not just with me, but we'll be able to connect with other believers, especially Japanese believers in the area. Pray for grace and for strength in my studies that, that I would grow, that I would be humble and keep learning all the things that I don't know <laughs> and that I would keep um, learning more about who God is and how to share him well. Pray for the growth and the health of my church. It's called Hatogaya Church. Hatogaya is the town that it's in near Tokyo. Yeah, if so you can be praying for these things, that would be great. i to the to line. I went really fast. So you guys get to ask lots of questions. And I will say, for those that are a little bit sleepy, if you're interested, I prepared, I can teach like three minutes of Pilates for anyone that wants to try it out. So if somebody's brave and asks me to, I will do that at some point. But please let me know if you have any questions. There's plenty of time left. Why are you so easy to find? Why am I easy to find? Because I'm white. And why were you tiptoeing while you are speaking all the time? I don't know. Was the guy screaming a pastor? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably just the lighting. I need you to be my photographer, so I have better pictures. You can come back with me. I'll put you in my suitcase. Yes. Maybe I missed it, but why would you choose Japan? Yeah, I'll share that. Uh, I think God chose Japan for me when six years ago. I wanted to do a short term, short-ish term missions trip somewhere and I didn't care where I just wanted to go maybe six months to a year and see in particular see missionaries that were doing church planting I was open to long-term missions but I wasn't necessarily that wasn't the reason I was going I mostly wanted to learn how I could better pray and how I could better support and to learn to learn how people shared the gospel as a way of life I knew that that was something that I needed to grow in. And I thought, if I can see a missionary do it, maybe it, it'll challenge me to do it where I am now. So I looked online for missions opportunities, and there was one for Japan, and I thought, oh, I think that's in Asia somewhere. I think they have sushi there. Sure, why not? <laughs> so I went, uh, that was six years ago, and it was after I arrived in Japan and started learning about it and started interacting with the people and seeing like the need, but also seeing how God was already at work there that made me fall in love with it and so then I went back so yeah somebody asked me the other day they said if you weren't in Japan like what other country would you go to to be a missionary and I was like I've actually never thought about that I have no idea but yeah are you at the end of your term of study for So I will, I finished, it's a trimester, so I finished my fall trimester, and I'm on break for two weeks, and I go back at the end of the month to start the winter. Yeah. Yes? How do you learn how to use chopsticks? You want to learn how to? I'll teach you. If you come down to my table in the foyer, I'll teach you how to use the chopsticks. I don't how to use chopsticks. You already know how to? Maybe you can teach her. How old are you? It's yes. It's twenty-five. Older. Is it a missionary? Yeah. Look, it's 29. 28. 28. Sorry, Naomi, what was your question? Yeah. Is it a missionary? Yes. It's fun. It's really fun. I'm going to tell you this. The food is really good. And your job is to talk to people, which is really fun. But you have to learn another language sometimes. Sometimes you might go to an English-speaking country. But it's really tiring to... Learn another language, to talk in another language. It's good, but it's really tiring. And then also, as you noticed, I look really different from everybody in the pictures, right? That's why I'm easy to find. Yeah, that's why I'm easy to find, which is fun because I get to learn about another culture. But sometimes, sometimes you feel a little bit lonely because everybody around you is is different. And maybe there's like a joke that I want to tell, or there's a food that I want to eat, and nobody else... Nobody else gets it. So then I just have to call my family and be like, I saw something funny today. <laughs> but yeah, it's good. And I think the, it's really fun to see God at work. And it's really fun to see somebody go from not knowing anything about Jesus to coming to love Jesus and to see their life be changed. But there's a lot of hard things that happen in that process because Satan doesn't want people to be saved. And so sometimes... It's really sad, and sometimes you watch people have interest but then get not interested. And sometimes you watch people, they, they want to become a Christian, but their family doesn't want them to. And so you have to watch them be sad and struggle, and you have to come alongside of them. And so it's hard. What was your favorite food? Just a second. Gonna... Have uh, you... the your family been to Japan? Uh, my sister has. Yes. Do we... I don't eat ramen very much. I don't like noodles. But everybody else does. You can eat them for me. Maybe sushi? I don't like sushi. Well, that's because you have to have it fresh. I don't like sushi. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be at kids' church on Wednesday night, so I need you all to think of more questions. And I need the adults to ask questions that aren't going to be generous. So what is the primary belief? In Japan, like you say, yeah. Buddhist or, or not, or no, are they atheist? Of God. They are non religious Shinto and Buddhists. So if you ask someone, they'll probably say, Oh, I, I'm just not religious, but they'll also say, I'm Buddhist. So it's kind of considered like part of the culture, like it's just the cultural thing. Um, they say that in Japan, you are born Shinto, you are married Christian, and you die Buddhist because the like the christening ceremony is Shinto. The weddings are usually done in a chapel because it looks like Hollywood, and then the funeral is Buddhist. But Shinto is, is the native religion to Japan, and it's like um, it's, there's several million gods. It's like gods in nature, so there's like the god in this tree and the god of this horse, like not a horse god in general, but like this horse statue is one god and this horse statue is another god. And so that's native to Japan. And then Buddhism came in from China and it is, it's about reincarnation and it's about um, trying to like escape the suffering in life by getting out of the cycle of reincarnation. So actually, I had this come up in a Pilates class the other day. I was sharing about, I was sharing from Psalm 139. And at the end of the passage, uh, David says, like, lead me in the everlasting way. And so I had used the word for eternity in Japanese. And when we talk about eternal life in America, people have a very positive image of that. But because Buddhism is all about an eternal life of suffering that gets repeated over and over again. And you're trying to escape eternal life. Like... When you say, like, eternity to a Japanese person, they're like, oh, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. And so it's a whole, uh, you have to start the conversation at, okay, what, what do I mean when I say eternal life? And what does that look like from a biblical perspective? So, yeah, the main, the main religion is Shinto and Buddhist. So is Jesus just one of many gods? I would say he's not, a lot of people don't necessarily know that Christians believe that Jesus is God Um, they know the name of Jesus but they don't really know much about him other than he was like a a historical person Um, and a lot of maybe when people first start learning more and they're like oh Jesus does sound cool they will kind of add it in just be like okay well I'll I'll go to the church for their events and I believe in Jesus because he's cool but I'm also going to go to the shrine on New Year's and I'm going to go to the buddhist funerals and offer incense to the dead so it's kind of a mix because because japan already had kind of a mix of religions they have their native shintoism and buddhism so it's sort of normal to just add something else in so i had a friend a college student friend who she said all the the mormon missionaries came to my door the other day and tried to talk to me and i said no i'm not interested because i'm buddhist and christian and i was like oh let's talk a little bit more about that (laughs) Yeah. What they, they call me. Uh, it depends. So my name in Japanese, you just say Mogang. Like they don't have a single R sound. It's Mogang. But my friends call me a nickname. They call me Motan. What? Motan. Chan is like what you say. It's like Mister or Miss, but for kids or like young people. So they just call me the first two letters of my name. Mo. Motan. Yes. How do you think your life or life as a person would be different had you not chosen to change? Had I not chosen? Yes. Oh. I don't know. For better or for worse. Yeah, for better or for worse. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think if I'm 100% honest, one of the first reasons, so one of the reasons I wanted to go on a, a mid-term trip, one of the reasons I wanted to see what missions was like was because I knew that that I wasn't that I wasn't as good or as intentional in evangelism as I should be. So I thought, well, if I if I put myself in a position where I have to, then I'm just gonna have to figure it out um, and so I think what I realized even now doing what I do, um I would love to do it for as long as God allows, but I realized he could call me some to a different a different path time, but I think that I've realized you don't have to be a missionary to do what I do it's it's just this it's it's looking for where the people are and how to, how to be in their lives. And I think, like, having been a missionary has changed my perspective on who Jesus is and what Jesus did, because Jesus also, he, he learned a new language, and he learned a new culture, and he lived among people, and he had to, he had to eat, and he had to sleep, and he had to walk from place to place and he had to be dependent on people to help him with things. And I think I've realized like that's really the life that we're all called to whether it's in Japan or whether it's here. So I think had I not yeah, had I not experienced ministry, maybe I would have taken all of this more for granted. I think it's changed my perspective on yeah, what missions is. And also I think I would have had a more elevated view of missionaries. Now that I've become one, I'm like, oh, they let the weirdest people in. (laughs) (laughs) But I think I've realized, like, like, like I said earlier, being a missionary, I think it's really fun. I think it's really hard, but I think it's really fun. And I've realized, like, maybe at first I thought this is a better calling and that's why I'm doing it. But now I don't think that. I think that God is using every single one of us like, like Pastor Eugene said we need, we need people in church plants we need people in churches doing jobs and sharing in their workplace and everything Like the only reason I'm a missionary is because I, I want to because I like it because God has given me that desire um, Yeah, so I don't know I can't really imagine myself doing having not done it up to this point who knows where, where God will have me in the future but yeah I don't know what I'd be like I probably couldn't speak Japanese <laughs> Anybody else? Yes? Um, so I remember last time you you talked a little bit about uh, the culture in a sense between like the men and women and mm. how it's pretty typical for men to work like 80 hours mm. um, so I was just curious you mentioned um, like the kids coming to Sunday school and their parents sitting in do you see a lot of the men doing that or is it mostly just It's, yeah, it's more common to have moms come, but there are a few dads. Um, And the the church itself has a lot of men. Um, There's Christian couples and families and, and even young men there as well, which is kind of unique. I think it's not super common in churches in Japan to have a lot of men, but that then helps with the outreach because they're able to invite friends and they're able to welcome people in more. I'd still say the majority is moms, and sometimes that's the way that the men come, is their wife comes first, and then the husband will come in later. The church does a number of outreach things. One of them, they have a a handbell group, and some of the dads of the kids have actually gotten involved in that, and so they come to participate in that, and then they drop their kids off in the militant, the service, so that's what I've seen primarily. Yes. Your studies, are you going, is it like a degree program, or mm-hmm. how long does it last? Yeah, so I've got, it's a, it's a bachelor's program, but I transferred in as a third-year student. So I, it's two years, and then I'll graduate. So I have a, a year and a half left. Did you experience culture shock you and like reverse culture shock when you came back? Or did yes. It comes in waves. So I think I experienced another wave of culture shock this fall. The first, like when you first get there, when I first got there and I couldn't speak anything, I remember like almost crying because I didn't know where to buy toothpaste. Like, first, I I didn't know what store to go to. And then when I found found the store, I didn't know where in the store it was. And I didn't know how to say the word toothpaste in Japanese. So I didn't know how to ask anybody where it was. And I didn't know how to read anything. (laughs) And so there's, like, the first initial bit. And then you kind of get to... Like, now I'm at the point where I can go to the bank. I can go to the, the city office. I can say what I need to say. And I can make phone calls and get figured out what I need to. But I think, like... You almost hit another wave of culture shock when you're like, "Oh, I'm actually used to living here, but I'm suddenly realizing like it's, it's, just, it's still different. Like this is my home and this is where I live, and these are where my friends are, but there's still parts of me that are, there's parts of me that are not American anymore, but there's parts of me that are not Japanese and never will be. so yeah, just like.: yeah. When you teach did you teach in Japanese?: Yes. So most of my, pretty much my whole week for this last year, because I study, my classes are in Japanese, my roommate is Japanese, my, the team at my church, like the ministry team, we do our meetings in Japanese. So pretty much everything during the week. Yeah, I don't, some, some days I don't really speak English. <laughs> and when I teach Pilates or when I teach Bible, I'm teaching it in Japanese. Ooh, that's a good question. Can you go back to the first, like the very first? And you can just hit cancel on the thing. (coughs) I'll keep going back. Yep. I like kids. So I think this is one of my friends. This is actually one of my friends' kids. But I think all of the kids that I met there, I can't pick just one because it wouldn't be fair, but... The kids that I've met in Sunday school, my friends' kids, I've really enjoyed getting to know them. And it takes them a while to figure out that even though I look different, that I speak Japanese. But once they figure that out, they'll be my friend. Does everybody think that China and Japan are the same thing? I don't know. Everybody in... um, I mean, people in Japan can't tell white people apart. So I have a friend at my university who's German. And for the first three months, the professors would try and hand her homework to me and my homework to her. And we don't, we don't look very similar. And we don't speak, I mean, she speaks German, I speak English. But, <laughs> so I guess everybody's just not used to what's different. That, yes. That would be my question. Because uh, I'm, I'm hearing about culture and yeah. here. There, yeah. learning new the language, learning how to speak to them, when you're sharing Christ, yeah. um, culturally, how do you confront them in the aspect of, mm. I mean, it's one thing you have a desire, like you said, some yeah. of the people are coming up to you, Yeah. but how do you confront them culturally yeah. and understanding where they're coming from so you can relate to them? That, does that make sense? Yeah. I, mean, I yeah. can see that struggle, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, I think that's, I think that's, True, no matter where you are. Here, the struggle is that people think they understand. So, in some ways, it's easier in Japan because they know they don't understand. They know they don't understand what the Bible is saying, and so they're asking they're asking the right questions instead of assuming that they already get it. Um, but I think a few things. One is it takes time um, because I. Th- here people have enough general background knowledge, like they know who Jesus is, they know a little bit about what the Bible says. Like you can have a gospel conversation, you can share you can share enough of the gospel in one sitting that someone could technically get it. But in Japan it's much more of a process because when you say the word God, they're gonna come up with a different mental image than than what I'm talking about. So you have to explain. I think the first where I start is in Japan the gods are gods of nature. And so you start with the creator God the God that made nature. That this is different. He's not within nature. He's not part of it. He is the one that made nature. And there's ramifications that come from that. He's the one that made us. He's the one that made this country. He's the one that made the the tree that people are worshiping. So starting there. And then mm, I think figuring out how to explain sin. Because the word for sin is like... A crime, And so if someone's not committed like a legal crime, then often they'll say, oh, no, I I haven't sinned. And so figuring out how to explain that. My my pastor now, he often uses um, he uses Paul's explanation of sin in Romans. He talks about not being able to do what you know is right and doing what you know to be wrong. Like you don't want you know that you shouldn't do it, but you do it anyway. Or you know that you should do it, but you don't. And he talks about that as sin, which I think is a really simple explanation because everybody has that. Oh, I, even if they don't understand fully everything that is against God's law, everybody knows there was that this time when I should have done this and I didn't or when I, when I wanted to not do this and I did. And so having those conversations. But I think that also happens in, in terms of the relationship because it's through getting to know that person and where they are. What is, what is the point at which Christ will meet them? <coughs> I think that takes time. Like for you, it's him asking a question about the Ten Commandments. For somebody else, it might be them asking it. Like a lot of the moms who come are having struggles in their, in their marriage or in their parenting. And so it's finding that, that point where people are struggling, where they're starting to realize their own or someone else's sin, where they're realizing I, I don't have the answer and I need something else. And so it's, it's being in their life and staying in their life. At that point, so what you're saying is basically by developing relationships, it seems to be easier to be able to have that opportunity to mm. share Christ versus yeah. just coming up to someone and talking. Yeah, Je- and especially in Tokyo, it's not a city where you talk to people on the street. Right. If you do, you're probably Jehovah's Witness, so <laughs> so they're a, bit, they're a little bit touchy about that. Yeah. Well, the reason I ask yeah. is you know, when you first went and now you've been there for a while. Mm. It's yes. just, like you said, you know, there are parts of you that are still yeah. American white, but there are parts of you that are yeah. to you know, Japan and you're starting to learn about worship. Yeah. How has that changed your life in Christ? Because that's how I've grown from yeah. being the American culture to the Japanese culture. Yeah. You've seen those changes. How have you transitioned your emotions into Christ? It's changed my understanding of sin and my understanding of grace because I had a very like black and white, a very like Western, like, Right and wrong, true and false, which is true. Sin is, sin is breaking God's law, but it's also not being in right relationship with God. And Japan is a relational culture. And so when I explain the gospel there, I'm, also, I'm starting with, okay, God is the creator God that has created you and he's given you everything you have. How have you responded to that? Because ignoring someone that's benefited you is considered, like, the worst, like, a cultural sin in Japan. But that's never something that I grew up thinking about. When I thought about sin, I thought about, okay, you broke the Ten Commandments. But then realizing, oh, to, to just not interact with God in the way that he deserves is sin. And so I think that's brought in my perspective. But then it's also brought in my perspective of grace and... Because it's not just that Jesus covered a legal obligation. Like, Jesus healed the relationship. And he he didn't just take care of my sin problem at that one point in time. Like, he took care of all the ways I'm going to struggle with it in my life. So when I'm talking to these people at my share house, it's not that they're struggling with things that are that different from me. But I have... A resurrected Lord to walk through it with and they don't and I think that's that's where I see it and that's where I feel the most compassion it's not like oh you guys are so stupid you don't know the 10 commandments it's like oh why do I know this <laughs> and it's only by God's grace like there's no reason why I should know the gospel either when Eugene was talking about um having a being in debt to people I was just reminded, like, there's no reason if I'd been born in Japan, I probably would never have heard the Bible or anything like that. And so, to come at it not with, not with, I have the answers and you need them, but like, I needed this so badly, and oh my gosh, I have it. So, let's share it. So, from what i understand, it's, it's humble. Yeah, it's really humble. So, humbling. Be able to, so yeah. God can use you yeah. that He wants, not the way that Morgan wants. He's, he's still humbling me, because right. I, I, I'm a lot prouder than I thought I was. Yeah, yeah. Well, we all. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Yeah, maybe two more. Uh, yeah. So, okay, so uh, I'm kind of, trying to think of which question to ask first. Mm-hmm. Okay, so do they have access to Bibles? Yes. There's okay. a, there is a good translation of the Bible in Japanese. Um, actually, my, my Old Testament professor has worked on the <clears throat> translation of the Old Testament so it's it came out in 2017 and they have a good translation and so it's easy to get and easy to pass out or is it yeah they have like like, go to a store and buy a bible some bookstores sell it but it's easier i mean at the church we'll give people a bible or we'll give the kids a bible there's like there's also gideons in japan they pass them out at the schools and stuff so a lot of people have at least seen one somewhere but it's more a matter of, <laughs> if you open it, like, it's so, f- it's so foreign to the culture, I feel like it's they're, they're like the Ethiopian reading the Bible, like, okay, I'm reading it, but I don't understand what it means. <laughs> so when you say, okay, so you talked about them wanting to become a believer, but mm-hmm. being, like, shunned or their mm-hmm. their family, is that because of the, the idea that you're going to ruin the reincarnation for the whole family, or what is it that... Uh, It's a mixture of things. Sometimes it is like religious tradition related. Like if it's the oldest son in a family, he's in charge of maintaining the family grave. He's in charge of like maintaining the Buddhist traditions around ancestor worship. And so oldest sons will get like, okay, well, if you convert, then nobody's going to take care of grandma and grandpa's bones. But sometimes it's more of a relational thing that... Yeah, and I think sometimes the opposition is from the family. Sometimes it's the person themselves struggling with, if I accept this, then I also have to accept that my family is not saved. And that's hard for people to swallow. And so it kind of goes both ways. And, and Japan is a very, like, like, in America, we value our individuality. We want to be ourself, and we value self-expression. But Japan is like an island society. And so you have to value getting along, otherwise... Like, there's nowhere you can run. So, so it's a very communal. You want to be the same as everyone. You actually don't want to be different. And so that's the biggest thing is the person that's struggling with faith doesn't want to be different from their family. Their family doesn't want them to be different. And so sometimes that's the tension. Not in every case, but a lot of times. Which makes the city a good place to church plant because a lot of people have been moved away from their hometown. And so they're looking for connection and they... They're like, well, Mom and Dad aren't going to see me going to church. So, yeah. Can you say Jesus in Japanese? Yes. 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 And it, it's also the word, like, when they, say, when they say the English word yes, they say it the same way. So sometimes you'll see it on a sign. You'll be like, the answer is yes. So it says the answer is Jesus in Japanese. I just want to take a picture of it and be like, yes. <laughs> okay, last, last one. What's your favorite? That they have in Japan like, compared to here? Tradition. Really cold. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. Um, at New Year's, New Year's is bigger than Christmas in Japan. It's when everybody gets together with their family and they, they make mochi, which is like we have the mochi ice cream here, but the mochi is actually just referring to the rice, like the dough on the outside. So they make that, like, they make it homemade sometimes at New Year's. And so you have, like, a big wooden bowl and then a giant hammer, and you put, like, the steamed rice in it, and then you just pound it until it becomes, like, that soft dough. And then they'll make, like, they'll make soup, and you can put it in as dumplings, or you can put, like, sweet fillings in it and make your own little, like, desserts or something. And I really like that tradition. They don't do it as much in the city. They do it more in the countryside, but it's fun. It's a good way to talk to people while you eat. I think I had until 45 and it's now 50. But so. do they, What do they believe they have gods in their nature? Mm-hmm. Do they have any question about what that nature is, how it became about? Like I think most people just are taught evolution in school and so that's that's, they just, it's just, it's evolution but also Shinto, but also Buddhism. But it doesn't... They're kind of used to not... Everything doesn't have to make logical sense. I think the West is a very logical, literal culture. And in Asia, there's a little bit more tolerance for not understanding everything. And so they just kind of take it at face value in general. Yeah, I'll be down at the at my table in the, in the main, what's it called? It's like four in the morning on my body's oh internal clock right now. I'll be <laughs> down at the table in the sanctuary. So if anybody wants to come and ask more questions, you're very welcome to. But thank you, you for so coming. This is in sanctuary. Because I forgot the word. Yeah. You can also ask me why my English sounds funny because I'm used to speaking really clearly and distinctly when I speak English. <laughs> Okay.